0: Hello, this talk is entitled, Our Role in God's Rescue. I was looking at the news recently about a person at the beautiful Durdle Door Beach in Dorset. That's the beach that has this standing stone structure in the shape of a door. And it was at that time of really high winds and the sea was really choppy with significant underflow. And a person out to sea swimming had got into real difficulty uh, because of this. Uh, And the waves were really uh, huge. And the person, the swimmer, got caught in strong tides. And the underflow was very powerful and, and, and was pulling them down. It's that kind of underflow which has no trouble knocking you over and pulling you under. And... When you look from a distance, you don't see how that's possible. It's only when you're standing in the sea that you feel the pull of the underflow. And there were many people on the beach and they were looking on and and they were thinking this isn't going to end well for this person. Even though he wasn't particularly far from the shore, the waves were rough and there was no lifeguard and had recently there had been a fatality in that area. And as I saw and read on the news, I felt this scene begin to really speak to me about the current crisis that we're in with COVID-19, because we've seen often one or two extreme reactions, which neither of which are right. The one is sinking in despair and depression, thinking this is just too hard, it's gone on for too long, it's too limiting and there's so many things we can't do and despair and and fear and desperation grips and it's like this picture of being the sea being pulled into the underflow the the other wrong reaction is ignoring the danger it's it's like this person who must have gone out to the sea thinking all was well and and despite the waves and the wind And it was that blase reaction that caused them to get pulled out and put their lives in danger. We are in, for most of us, the most challenging period of our lives. We've all been through personal crisis, but this is facing something together. We're all being humbled. And in many ways, the unknown outcome of this challenging time is is so limiting us and impacting us. All of our plans, all of our hopes and aspirations are kind of being put on hold. Our hopes for our families, our, our hopes for ourselves and maybe our churches. And But alongside that, people in, in our country and various other parts of the world are also facing really personal, very severe consequences and fatalities and the unknown nature of this whole situation is is there and, and really nationally internationally it's clear we need to be rescued we need a rescuer and we need to pray also that we can be part of that rescue plan of god how will god bring the relief and and through whom and when Psalm 46 is that beacon of hope, isn't it? God is a very present help in times of trouble. He's our helper, helper and our refuge. And I believe at this time God is calling us to continually humble ourselves and pray. The Bible says, humble yourselves under God's mighty hand that he might exalt you at the proper time. And I believe the Holy Spirit is calling us as God's people to humble ourselves, and I ask myself, what does it look like to continuously humble yourself under God's mighty hand? To be humble means, in one sense, to accept our limitations, that we are God's people, the sheep of his pasture. We need him. But we should also thank God for what we have. We should thank God for the liberties and freedoms that we have, we shouldn't continually focus on what we don't have, but we should rejoice and be glad in what we do have. It, like, it looks like looking to the Lord and seeking to live rightly before him. It looks like being an encourager and a helper to others in our own small way, seeking to sustain them. I think it looks like each day coming before the Lord and looking to him for the rescue and blessing On our land. When this crisis began, there was a great emphasis, quite rightly, on 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. But I felt the Holy Spirit remind me that that hasn't changed. That if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. That's still the mandate. There's a call on us to live before the Lord, to live rightly, to humble ourselves and to pray and seek his face. We've become a people of the short term. A few months seems forever for us in our fast-paced age. But this is the time for God's people to continually seek his face. The book of Isaiah deals with a very significant impending threat that Judah and Jerusalem were facing from the Assyrians. The Assyrian army was fierce. It was cruel. It was devastating in its impact and it swept everything before it. All other nations that stood before it had fallen. And Judah began by looking for alliances, looking for treaties with other nations, with Egypt. It looked for sending tribute to the great Assyrian king. Yet Isaiah was almost a lone voice in Judah at that time. And he kept saying to the nation to humble themselves, to look to God as your refuge and your strength. Not to be complacent not to carry on life as normal as if nothing was happening, but neither to be overly uh, threatened and in fear. And he spoke in Isaiah chapter thirty fifteen, and this is what I think the Holy Spirit would be saying to us as well. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says. In repentance and rest is your salvation in quietness and trust is your strength but then he goes on to say but you would have none of it you said no we will flee on horses so the prophet says therefore you will flee and your pursuers will be swift but then he says how much devastation there's going to be on the land And yet in the 18th verse he says, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore he will rise up, he will stand up, he will get up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. And blessed are all who wait for him. And that's the message. Wait for the Lord. Trust in him. Look to him. Pray. Seek his face. So what happened at the beach on Doral Well, as people were becoming aware of this danger, they began to form a human chain. Um, There was at least 20 people who linked arms and uh, reached out to the sea. They did this so that nobody would get sucked in or pulled in 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 trying to reach out to the swimmer. But even though this was a wise and sensible and, and courageous act, they could get nowhere near where the swimmer was. And you can see from a video that was on the BBC website that one person achieved the rescue. There was one person amongst them who had the strength and the ability to swim out at great personal cost to bring the person back to the human chain who then pulled the person in and cared for them. One person only made the rescue and brought the distraught swimmer back to the chain and the chain pulled them in. And as I looked and read and considered this, my mind immediately went to the cross and how the chasm between God and man was so wide that man had no hope of crossing it. The gap was so complete due to man's sin that none of us together or individually could could make the rescue. But the Bible teaches us that, that, that God himself bared his holy arm, that he himself reached out and, and he brought salvation to us. And that is the work of God's grace, the saving grace, that Christ alone is the one who has the power to save. He alone is the one who paid the price for our sins. He alone could reach across the chasm between God and man in our places. And we praise God that he's done that through the life he gave on the cross which we celebrate each day. But I thought of the role of his purposes in the church, like that human chain, helping the person come ashore, looking after those that God has rescued, linking arms, standing together, helping in the rescue, working with him in his purposes. And as we share in communing and celebrating in the body and blood of Christ, We praise God that he is the saviour and we thank God that we are part of the body of Christ, the human chain, working with him, praying together and praying that God will affect the rescue, but that we can be part of him affecting that rescue. We pray, Holy Spirit. Teach us to continually humble ourselves and pray and seek your face. And in quietness and rest, trust in your strength. In repentance and rest, we know we shall be saved and help to bring salvation from you to our land. In Jesus' name, Amen.